Hey everyone, welcome to episode 70. Tonight we're talking about my secret Taylor Swift obsession. So, the real question is this. What does it take to make the gospel come to life? If you are struggling with what you believe, or if you do believe, but you want to feel the truth on a deeper level, or even if you're experienced in your faith and you want to deepen your relationship with Christ even further, what steps can all of us take to not just bring the gospel to life, but to cause the gospel to bring life into us? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Robbins, and welcome to Bringing the Gospel to Life. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great night. Okay, this one should be an interesting one, because, well, before I ever, before I even get down the path of starting this, anyone who listens to this right now or at any point in the future, will you please um, just be kind in listening to this? First off, don't make fun of me for my secret obsession with Taylor Swift, but second, um, I might say some things and I may not explain it super well, or I may make some observations that I hope you know my heart and you know what I mean. And if I just don't say it right, please don't assume I'm trying to say something mean or wrong. This is only supposed to build up and encourage and bless other people. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. So tonight I called it my Taylor Swift upset, my secret Taylor Swift obsession, because it's true. Um, ever since junior high, when Taylor Swift started getting, well, when I was in junior high and Taylor Swift started getting popular, have you ever had a, a secret, like a band or a musician that like you felt embarrassed that you loved their songs, but like you just loved their songs? Taylor Swift was my person. Like I, I never, I never wanted to admit to anyone that I liked her music and cause I felt like unmanly about it. And I never wanted to tell anyone about it. And so when people ever said anything about it, I just acted like I didn't know or like I didn't have, I didn't like load a lot of her songs onto my iPod, but like I secretly loved it when other people would play it. And um, anyway, so that was a secret all throughout my high school career. And then when I went on my mission, my last companion, <laughs> he came out and uh, I was training him and he's like, dude, did you hear Taylor Swift have a new album? I was like, uh, why would I care? And he's like, dude, she's the best. And I'm like, you think so too? And he's like, yeah. And like, so we kind of like geeked out over it. But anyway, so I never, uh, so I was never really a super fan. And then when I got married, um, Mary likes her and Mary's sister definitely loves her. So anyway, Taylor Swift has become a part of my life that I probably will never escape. So I've decided to just admit it to everyone that I kind of like Taylor Swift and her music at least some of them, because there's some crazy ones out there, and there's some weird ones, and there's some ones I definitely don't agree with, so don't judge me, but anyway, I think you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so the reason I brought this up is because I said today I would probably share something that I learned from um, uh, from my training meeting today, but surprisingly, that is not the thing that is really standing out to me that's brought the gospel to life for me today, and that how the gospel has brought a lot of happiness and peace and comfort to me in my life today. So, um, when, isn't it weird how, uh, over the past year or two years, really like all the major news is truly about is like a lot of hatred from one group of people towards another group of people. Like, I feel like, I feel like for the last three years or so, maybe like, that's just all I'm living, whether it's, um, people hating on the LGBTQ community or vice versa, where they're hating back for not being accepted. Or nowadays it's about, you know, it's about color and every, you know, 
year or so, there's always some kind of political thing going on. And just understanding anything I say today, I'm not, um, if I explain something wrong, I just, I'm just trying to mend these, this phenomenon, right? And I think uh, Taylor Swift's kind of good at it, actually. So here's why I'm bringing this up. So I'm a really, I, I'm one of those people that's like hypersensitive to media. Like, do you know someone who like, you can't listen to music with them or you can't watch movies with them because any swear word or any inappropriate joke, like that person freaks out and can't handle it. Like that's me. And so I'm really hypersensitive to things and Taylor Swift's got some songs with some language in it or some thoughts or concepts that make me feel queasy. And so for a long time, I really kind of put her off and, uh, um, probably unjustly so, you know, there's some people, and I think there's a lot of artists and famous celebrities who are doing their best to share as much truth as they can in the way that they know best. And I think she's one of these people that does it like, a lot, if you know her, like a lot of her messages or a lot of her songs are based around events that have happened in her life. And she's kind of expressing herself and, you know, I'd express myself differently, but I can't be mad at her for expressing herself how she does. And one of those songs in particular um, taught me a life lesson that has truly and profoundly changed me. And so it's weird for me to say that Taylor Swift changed my life, but this one song really did because there's a, uh, there's a gospel <coughs> principle embedded in it that is so powerful and the way she phrased it was, has stuck with me for the past year and has truly blessed me. So I just want to share that today because I experienced the situation where I think it's relevant. So a while ago, she came out with a song called Calm Down, and the whole um, kind of background behind this story is it's about the LGBTQ community and how they've received a lot of hate through the internet and through different mediums, and she kind of wrote this song to, well, there's a debate about why she wrote this song, whether she was trying to stick up for her friends and her loved ones that fall into that community and that... Um, yeah, that fall into that community. And then a lot of people just thought, oh, she's probably just doing this so she can make money. So I don't pretend to know why she wrote it. That's just what the song's about. It's about people hating on the LGBTQ community. And just to be clear on my stance, I stand with the church. You know, the church encourages love towards anyone and they see um, anyone struggling with homosexual feelings. We don't label anyone as homosexuals. We are all children of God struggling with different things. And with whatever you're struggling with, whether that's pornography, drugs, homosexual feelings, an anger problem, or not reading your scriptures every day, like we all belong in the church in order to receive the love and the comfort and the strength in order to find the love and peace and comfort and come closer to Christ, who ultimately will provide us all the peace and comfort we need, right? So I just want to make sure that was clear. Now, in the song, it's all about... Um, her calling out people who hate on the LGBTQ community for the way they express themselves and the behaviors that they exhibit. And again, we as a church, you know, we don't necessarily agree with the behaviors, but we do agree with loving everyone, all children of God, no matter what they're doing or what they're struggling with. And so the message behind her song I never got to hear it because I was too judgy about what I thought the song was originally about. So I remember when I first saw the music video, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even watch this. And I was too quick to jump on it. And then I remember someone saying to me, like bringing up the song, they're like, man, the message of that's so good. I was like, really? Like, I don't, all she is is like condoning like things that we don't believe in as a church. And they're like, you didn't listen to it very closely then. Like you need to go back and listen. I was like, uh, okay. 
So I went back and listened and it was true. And I really judged way too fast. And so I went back and listened to the music and she talks about how, and she doesn't even make it necessarily about the LGBTQ community, but she makes it about how in any situation in life, like how she hasn't ever seen a situation where getting mad at somebody else has ever fixed the situation or made the situation better. And I, th- I thought that was just so cool because there's a few lines that I just want to read from it because of the situation I went through today. Like she described it super perfectly, but anyway, as she's going through it, like she, she, there's some lines that talk about how there's just no point in getting mad at other people because getting mad at someone's never going to fix them. And they, you know, a lot of times they don't need to be fixed, right? Like, but that's how we view it. And so like, for example, in like the first verse, she talks about how she says, I'm not trying to mess with your self-expression, but I've learned a lesson that stressing and obsessing about somebody else is just no fun. But that's not the line that really caught me. So as it goes through the first verse and the first chorus, and then the second verse and the second chorus, it gets to the bridge. And it says this line that like, I don't know why it struck me so bad, but it did. And it's just changed my life. So I want to make sure that people know about it. So the line goes like this. So to everyone who's like hating on people, she says, you just need to take several seats and then try to restore the peace and control your urges to scream about all the people you hate. And here's the line right here, because shade never made anybody less gay. Now, for all my young people, you know the phrase, what the phrase means, but to my older generation, if you know what shade is, shade is when you just are mean to someone else or you are trying to bash someone or you call them names or you say things to them that's intended to hurt them. So basically modern English, because getting mad or saying mean things to anybody never made anybody less gay. And I don't know why, but like that rung so true to me. And as I've been watching the riots and all the things that have been going on the past couple of weeks, like that line, it just rings in my head. And I don't know if I can say that the spirit bears testimony of Taylor Swift lyrics, but he does to me, okay? And like, just that phrase, like, I don't know why we think sometimes that um, hating other people and expressing that hatred will cause any difference in a situation. It's kind of mind-blowing to me. Like, the only, the only, I don't, I've never seen that work. I've never once seen that work. And the reason that that um, stood out so much to me today is because um, I saw two friends today who have been friends for, oh gosh, probably five years now, best friends for five years now. And I watched them get in a fight about something and say some things to each other that really shocked me that like best friends would say that to each other. And that phrase just rang to me, just like, shade never made this situation any better. Like, and I just watched the shade get thrown, and I watched it get thrown, and I watched it get thrown. As if, as if shade, like, like getting mad and expressing that to the other person was going to fix them, quote unquote, fix them and like make it better. Um, I read this quote one time that, um, I think it was Mark Twain said this, but he said, anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be killed from it. And, or, I mean, I changed a little bit. Anger is like, kind of like, we, ex- we think that anger is kind of like an antidote and we expect that if we drink it, that it'll cure the other person. 
But what I found is like other people don't need to be cured. Like other people just need to be loved and respected. And it doesn't even matter if when you love them, it doesn't change them how you want them to change. Getting mad at them certainly won't change them, right? Um, The only time I've seen anger and frustration fix a problem is when someone was trapped in a mental place where they were like lying to themselves or they weren't really thinking straight. And anger and expression like allowed the person to pull that person out of their, their brain thoughts, that, that, those negative brain cycles, right? That's the only time, and I'm talking about something for me, like I was thinking, I was, I was really having a bad time and I was really angry and I was really sad and I was expressing my frustrations. And honestly, my dad really got in my face and he's like, do you understand that you're not making any sense? And he laid out everything I just said and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're right. Like I'm, I'm not thinking clearly right now. That was the one time in my life I've ever seen that make a difference. Besides that, I haven't seen it work. And so, um, that's just something to think about and something that I just felt like expressing is so everyone don't leave here and make fun of me about Taylor Swift because I still want to have my (laughs) self-respect. Just kidding. A lot of you probably like her too, so it's fine. But, um, First off, I think it's beautiful that we have artists and celebrities in this world who try to express their truths that they've come to learn in the best ways possible. And so I respect her for that. But thing number two, like, I I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen a time when you've seen anger and someone expressing that make a situation better, but I haven't. And so whether you're thinking about the riots or you're thinking about something in your own family or with your friends or in your personal life or at work or in my situation with these two friends that I watched today, like, it's just something to think about. And um, I think, um, oh, that's, sorry, I wanted to share this too. I was reading President Nelson's um, autobiography, or Sister Wells, uh, what was I reading? Anyway, Sister Wendy Nelson talked about how President Nelson is so sensitive to um, confrontation. And anytime there's a contentious situation, he just leaves, he just walks out. Because he believes in this principle, and I think the Savior is that same, is that exact same way. As far as we can tell, the only time um, he really expressed that anger and frustration is cleansing the temple. But even then, he w- I don't think he was hating on the Jews and the Pharisees for what they were doing. I think he was trying to call them to remember the covenants they made and to remember what they originally had promised to do. And I don't think he was like yelling I don't think he was telling them that they're awful or the worst because of how they see things but I think he was trying to call them to a remembrance of what truth is and so I think as long as we do that I think as long as we express ourselves in a powerful way that calls us to remember truth but that doesn't attack other people I think that's always the key and something that Taylor Swift has taught me because really ever since I listened to that line anytime I get I see someone getting mad at another person instead of getting mad at a situation, that line has rung true to me and it stopped me from truly getting mad at anyone else. And it's been a huge blessing in my life. So hope that helps you. Please let me know what you think. Uh, Let me know if you're a secret Taylor Swift fan or if you have secret bands that you listen to, but you don't tell people about because you'd be embarrassed. And also, of course, how this principle helps you. And uh, yeah, obviously, you know how to reach me. Let me know and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.